more coffee right now. Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay, you okay. get some more coffee. That's fine. Okay, thank you. I have course in Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry. Noise you heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's fifth son. I am Jeff. All right, let's get rolling with this week, episode number 128, season four, episode eight. Yikes. First of all, sad news, Richard Roundtree passed away, a.k.a. Shaft, who's the cat that won't cop out. So here's a little taste of theme from Shaft, Isaac Hayes, a great song, a great movie, a great actor. So R.I.P. to uh, Richard Roundtree. I think it was even in the remake with Samuel Jackson that they did a few years back. We started off the, with the theme from Halloween, my second favorite movie of all time. Rocky, of course, is my favorite because Halloween is in two days. What we're going to do is we're going to replay my favorite Halloween episodes from uh, 1968 when I was in California, and I think 67. We're going to replay those. First of all, Rich and I were in Nebraska, and it was a great weekend. They, of course, won against Northwestern. That was a big win. And then we ran into... Bridget and Amanda, while we're drinking at the Cornhusker Hotel, we closed the bar with them. We hadn't seen them because we used to tailgate with them. Their sisters, Bridget's in Nebraska and her sister's in um, Illinois near us. So uh, it was great seeing them. A couple of uh, the sorority sisters were also, Helen was drinking with us too. It was a fun time. And of course, the volleyball, women's volleyball, now number one. That night they were number two. They beat Wisconsin, who was number one. And it a couple of years went by where we hadn't beat Wisconsin. So big night, big day, big night in Nebraska. We will leave it at that. And I'm going to try and get Bridget and Amanda on to um, talk about tailgating, all of that other good stuff. Let's leave it at that. And Pam and I celebrated our 24th was our anniversary and 42nd anniversary in uh, Savannah, Georgia. So we will talk about that next week. So here's my favorite year of Halloween many, many years ago. And just a refresher, the night we went to ho- first scene Halloween was a date night with Pam and I, two other couples, and I wanted to see Donnie Marigo Coconuts. Got outvoted five to one, went to see Halloween. And the rest, as they say, is his story. And enjoy this episode, and then we will have a fresh one uh, next week. So again, RIP to uh, Richard Roundtree, a.k.a. Shaft. Growing up happens in a heartbeat. One day you're in diapers, next day you're gone. But the memories of childhood stay with you for the long haul. Let's get with 
Halloween. Today is Halloween. I have two stories of Halloween. My first one is going to be 1968. We had moved to California. We were there for Halloween. All our friends were there. Uh, I know I'd mentioned Freddie Santiago. He was Stella's brother. He was my age. We went to school. Two of our best friends were Randy and Gary. Back then, we called them midgets. I know you're not supposed to call them now, um, but they were at that time. Now, I don't know what. They were short people. But putting all that aside, they were just great. And their parents, absolutely wonderful, just the best. So we had those three and a bunch of other people. I think the Perkins brothers were with us. And we went trick-or-treating. In California, there was tons of people. It just seemed and there was hundreds of people out there, I think, because it was warmer out. In California, San Bernardino, and it was just a, a great night. And probably the best night for kids, you know, and it really still is, other than maybe Christmas. But at that time, you could walk around safely, go door to door. Everybody was giving out good candy. We could we could trick or treat until like nine, ten o'clock. People didn't complain. I might add that Randy and Gary's mom gave us the eggs to throw in the pillowcases to use for our uh, candy. <laughs> we were going good, filling up the candy, and then they gave us one of those big popcorn balls, and they threw it in Randy's uh, pillowcase with the candy, and it busted a couple of the eggs. So he's got eggs all in his candy. He's like, I can't go home to my mom. Parents, they're going to be mad. Even though they gave us the eggs, they thought we'd throw them at cars or houses or kids. So we went by my house, and my mom's there. And we made up the story about how kids were throwing um, eggs at us and one landed in Randy's uh, pillowcase. <laughs> you always think your parents, you lie to your parents and you think they, you know, they're dumb enough to fall for this and that. And you can see the look on my mom's face like, yeah, okay. So what she did was actually kind of cold. She gave us one egg and she said, do not break it until you throw it at somebody. Probably meaning a girl or something that we liked. She gave us the one egg. And now we went about our business and it was, I, it just seemed like we trick-or-treated all night. All, and in California, again, it was so crowded. We were all standing around on the corner eating our candy for seemed like an hour after we got done trick-or-treating and had the, uh, us throwing eggs at people. So a fun night in California. That was our last Halloween there. So let's go back to Chicago a year before. It's my last year trick-or-treating in Bridgeport on the south side. And we're all trick-or-treating at night, and we're patrol boys. So we're wearing our orange patrol belts. Okay, so we're all kind of cool. We're walking up, I think it was Farrell Street, Archer and Farrell, and these kids or girls are playing out on the street kicking a ball. So I kick it into this yard, and it, this yard was deep. The yard was down. Okay, it was a Bridgeport yard where the house was up here and then the yard was literally down, not not street level. The yard was down in there. And so the girl's like, oh, you you did this, that. All of a sudden, out comes her brother, Eugene, and we know the guy. Okay, so she's like screaming, you know, they kicked my ball in there and that. And he looks at us and then we all start running. So he starts chasing us. And I might add, I didn't have my orange gym shoes at that time, so I was just running. I had PF flyers, run fast, jump higher. <laughs> we break off, we break off, and I find myself alone, and he's chasing me. It was 
we're running up and down the blocks. And believe it or not, if you see me right now, you would never know that I was really fast back then. And we're running through Bridgeport, up Troop Street. We're getting around through Farrell, up Keeley, Bonfield. He's just chasing me. And we're running. I'm laughing, and he's running and running. And then I get to Archer and Farrell in front of Robert's Funeral Home, where Digger lived, our friend Jimmy Guzel. And all of a sudden, I hear Eugene yell, Beaver, I'm going to kick your beat. And I'm like, this is for real. And I'm alone, okay? And he's, I'm the only one who's chasing. And I was running fast, too. And he was goofy, too, Eugene. But he's a nice guy, but... He just, I think I caught him at a bad time when he came busting out and his sister's screaming and we kicked his ball. And that's when I realized I'm in trouble. I stopped laughing and I'm running and he's chasing me. And I turn the corner and I get up Troop Street. And I'm thinking, I got to get to Moe's house. His stepdad, John Rock, is a detective. And I'm thinking it. And I'm also crying. I'm beginning to cry. I just get to Moe's and then I look. His next door neighbor is the Jeremas. Okay. And my brother, Jerry's best friend at that time was Kenny drama and the doors open. They had like a glass door, a uh, storm door that, you know, they had the main door open for trick or treaters. And I see Mr. Drama sitting there. I get there and I'm pounding on the door yelling, Mr. Drama, Mr. Drama. And then it, it was almost like in the movie Halloween where he's chasing Jamie Lee Curtis and she can't find the keys. And she's pounding on the door for little Tommy to open the door. Tommy, open the door, open it. Well, that's me. I'm pounding on the glass door for Mr. Jerema to come out. He's on the couch and I'm pounding. I see him in like his chair. And just as Eugene gets to the porch, he grabs me and Mr. Jerema pops open the door. He grabs Eugene by the neck and he's like, what are you doing? And Eugene's like, they kicked my ball, my sister's ball into the yard. And he's like, so you're going to beat him up? He goes, that's not going to happen. And he had him literally by the neck and look like he was going to punch him. And then he looks at me and I'm crying. I am really crying. He looks at me, he goes, you okay? I go, yeah. I, I said, I just want to go home. I'm crying. He goes, okay. So he looks at Eugene, he goes, you're staying here. He goes, and you points to me. He knew who I was. He was that I was Red's brother and most friend. So he goes, you go home. And he goes, I'm going to, he goes, where do you live? I go over on Haynes court. He goes, and looked at Eugene, you stay here. We're going to stay here for 15 minutes. And he looks at me, you got 15 minutes to get home. And then I'm going to release this guy. And he looks at Eugene, he goes, you touch this kid. You're going to get it. I ran home. I was bawling my eyes out. I got home. Oh, what I forgot the end was I was running with my bag of candy. So I never dropped that candy. I think I would have beat him home if I didn't have all that candy. So when I got home, I'm sitting on the front porch and I'm like crying, but you know what? I had to have some feel good candy, like three musketeers, you know, all that, all of them little candies and everything. So I, I felt a lot better. And um, you know what? I never seen or never talked to Mr. Dream ever again after that, but I did see Eugene about two or three days later at the parking lot. Uh, we're in the schoolyard at St. Barbara's. And he come up to me. He goes, you're so lucky that Drama stepped on. I go, well, I said, yeah. I go, but, you know, I did beat you around the block. He goes, I'll admit that. He goes, uh, you were running pretty fast. He goes, I almost got you on Archer, Archer and Bonfield, which I still don't understand why I didn't turn left to go run home. But it was actually kind of fun. It was kind of like in Sandlot where uh, the dog is chasing Benny the Jet Rodriguez through the neighborhood. That's what it was with me. He was, 
<laughs> he was chasing me and he just, you know, we actually laughed about it. You know, he, we were over it. He's like my sister, my stupid sister, you know, with that ball, you know, I just came out, I was mad and this, and I go, you know, I, I didn't know what to, I was just a kid. So, you know, and the one thing I loved about Halloween was the day after, because we went to St. Barbara's, we were, uh, the next day was all Saints Day, November 1st. So what we used to do is just, we'd be off and we'd lay in bed, me and my brother, Jerry, and we would just eat candy and swap you know, ones we like uh, back and forth with each other, throw me at each other and just uh, that I miss about Halloween. But those are my two, besides being my second favorite movie of all time, Halloween. Oh, I don't think I ever mentioned how I ended up seeing the movie Halloween. When Pam and I were dating, we were out with two other couples and we were trying to decide which movie to go see. I wanted to go see Donnie and Marie go coconuts. And I got outvoted five to one. And then they all said, the other five, including Pam, let's go see Halloween. You know, Pam doesn't, at least now, I don't think she likes those movies. But we went to see that. And they were scared, scared shitless, for lack of a better word. And when I got home, I opened up in Bridgeport, my apartment. Believe me, the lights went on real quick, checked all the rooms. It was a very scary movie. But that became my number two favorite movie of all time. Rocky, of course, is my favorite, but, you know, still great. I can still watch it, be scared. Music is great. But that's how I ended up seeing Halloween and um, one of my favorite holidays. And those are my two favorite, favorite stories for Halloween. There's other ones, but not as good as that, uh, especially the one in, Eugene chased me around. That was fun. But the one in California with uh, Randy and Gary and uh, Freddie, that one will always be my best Halloween. It was so great. All right. We'll talk to you next week is November. All right. Let's see. Count me out. Three, two, one. one. Over and out. Checkmate. King two to White Rook. Over. All right. Instagram, which is at Mary B's fifth son. M-A-R-Y-B-S number five. T-H-S-O-N. Okay. Any comments or suggestions? good or bad, send them to our email, which is marybs5son at gmail.com. So that would be M-A-R-Y-B-S, the number five, S-O-N at gmail.com. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout.